So guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Ike at MMA. Uh, I'm here with uh, a new guest uh, who's appearing on my show for the first time. Uh, one of the first fighters I'm interviewing solo. <laughs> my own usually in the past, I'll do it with 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 at least one of my um, co-hosts. So uh, Noah, Noah Mannion, welcome to the show. And uh, it's great to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, so look, I want to... I saw you fight last last weekend, and it was, it was spectacular. Just how you got that win in, in such a short space of time. Um, but I want to take things straight back to the beginning. You know, the beginning of the story. How did you get involved mm. in not necessarily mixed martial arts, but let's looking at a broader picture, um, combat sports as a whole? What really um, aroused your interest in that sport? So, beginning like many years ago so I would say I was 12 or 13 years old and my main purpose really at the time was just to get into it for self-defense because there was one incident um it happened more than once actually I was um walking back home from school and um I ended up getting um robbed from a uh, from a group of uh, people not that much older than me like maybe they were a bit older actually like 18 or something and I remember just feeling like helpless not knowing what to do I didn't have any means to defend myself at the time and obviously I was quite intimidated as well you know because I, I couldn't defend myself at all but in those incidents, I was, I was very lucky because I remember one time I was walking home with my mate from school, who I still, who I'm still good friends with. Um, we were just walking up, and uh, these two guys they were like, "Oh, give me, give me your fucking phone." They were like, "You know, and we we didn't know like what to do. We were just shitting ourselves." And then just uh, out of luck. Well, no, a car came and honked its horn, and then they they just went, you know. Because I, I guess they, you know, it scared them a bit, you know. That someone else got involved, and I'm um, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, the, the, these kind of incidents happened more than once, and I was lucky that I didn't get seriously hurt. But it came to a point where I was like, you know, I'm kind of sick and tired of running into these situations. And not, not really having, not really knowing what to do, you know, like we're basically just uh, quite help helpless, really, you know. And I just wanted to learn how to defend myself, so I was looking at, um, you know, different kinds of martial arts. I was like, you know, googling it all through, and um, I found like there was a, a judo judo club nearby. Um, where I lived, and um, that's that's what uh, that was the first martial art I started, um, judo. And then after like several months of training, I started competing, started competing judo, which I enjoyed, you know. And I, and then it developed from that where not only did I want to just to learn to defend myself, but I actually wanted to go out there and start competing. And that was, that was the story, and so this is going back more than ten years ago. No, I, I can understand that. Um, 
I know what that feels like because just towards the tail end of my secondary school uh, years, uh, there was, and I remember the day, I remember the time, even just what the weather yeah. conditions were like. Just unfortunately, you know, with my own experience, I tend to remember the negative things that happened that's happened in my past in comparison to the, some of the positive things. Um, I yeah. myself, around uh, when I was in year 11, I was 15, um, I was robbed as well, you know. Mm. Uh, they took my they they took my phone and at the time I, I did feel quite um, helpless and um very powerless and it wasn't until so many so many years later that um I got by myself I got involved or at least took I decided to just um, go for just one kickboxing class and uh really yeah. the reason why I'd, I'd done that not just because of learning self-defense but it was in 2020 that when the pandemic had started and we were in the lockdown. So I thought the gyms are shut. There's nowhere else to really train, to really train and get a proper workout in. So let me try this kickboxing classes and see what it's like. And the first time I, it just felt good. It's very therapeutic. If you've had a bad day or a bad night, whatever, it's a good way yeah. of getting rid of all that stress and frustration and fury. So and I, and after doing one of those classes, I felt good. And from then on, my interest in mixed martial arts grew. And I just tried to get really involved in the sport. So I do mm. um, understand where you're coming from. I can empathize with you. Yeah, me me too. Like, in your case as well, man. Like, sorry you had to go through that, mm. you know. And hopefully if something like that, like that did happen again, you know, that you would, um, of course, yeah. you, you, you know, be able to deal with it. In the best way. Going on from uh, how you got involved, what really um, sparks your interest in the sport? Um, mm. Because of the nature of the sport, how the sport says, you know, there's the good side, winning, and the um, other positive, positive attributes, um, keeping fit and maintaining a healthy lifestyle, uh, a healthy diet. But there's also the negatives, such as injury, you know, um, head injury. Yeah, and yeah. I saw. Um, you start in your in your professional career. You've um, started with a win, which is really really good. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, has family ever wondered, and have they shown any concern as to um, what you know the long term complications and consequences of those of those injuries could have in your life? Because you're what twenty four, twenty five. You're still very young. Twenty four, twenty four. Yeah. So you're still extremely young. So you still got a lot of time ahead of you. So. But the injuries from mixed martial arts and combat sports, they can be life long lasting. I mean, has anyone yeah. ever dis- has anyone ever discouraged you from um staying in the sport? Um, I wouldn't say discouraged, but definitely I've had family expressing their concern, you know, for my well being. Like they've been there first hand where, you know, I've they've been to fight like my dad for example he was there at my professional debut you know and but he's been there like back in my amateur fights where you know I've been smashed you know and uh it's obviously it's not nice for them to see as a parent I think so they've definitely you know he's definitely gone there to express himself you know to express like his um feelings of concern you know but I think at the same time, you know, like my family as well, they're aware, aware of like how much um, the sport has um, given to me as well. You know, it's, um, you know, how much it's uh, done for me in, in a positive light as well. 
you know, because it, it, you know, I'm not gonna lie, like uh, training and um, like doing this sport, it's given me uh, a focus, and at times it would be it would, it would be the only thing that, um, what's the word? It would be the only thing where, where that I would enjoy because I was going through a bit of hardship in my personal life as well throughout my teens. And, um, you know, as you said earlier, when, when you're at training, you com- you completely, like, forget about all the outside bullshit yes, that goes on in your life. So I think they're aware of that too, you know? Like, I think as a, as a young person growing up especially, it just gives you that, that focus. And um, I think it develops a lot of um, personal attributes that, that you can take into your life and not just not just from in training but outside of training too you know no, no of course i mean um you might now you mentioned your dad mm. your mom hasn't said anything because even when i did my uh the one or two how and i explained to you how i got involved into the sport how my interest in the sport grew and I haven't, of course, in my age, I have no intention of competing professionally, but um, my mother did express her concerns that she just doesn't want me doing it because she thinks one way or the other, I'm going to hurt myself badly. Your mom mm. on her side, she didn't express any concerns. No, she, she, she has as well, you know, but at the same time, she, she understands too, because, okay, it's not the same thing, but growing up as well, she competed at a very high level in, in ballet. She actually ended up being um, second ranked in her country, because mm. um, my mom is from Japan. Okay. So she she competed um, in ballet for at a very high level, and you know she so she understands like the commitment and stuff, and and yeah she she understands the risks too. But I think from any sport, any sport you do, you can there is a risk of of injury, you know. Like even even the likes of rugby, um, football, yeah, you know, there's that, that that you know head injuries and things like that. Yeah, you know, like even even football, like English football, you see people like busting the the knees ligaments all the time. You know, so I don't think I think people. Um, tend to overlook the, you know the general sports that, that are so popular today they tend to almost overlook like the injuries that can happen from that yeah. whereas with with fighting it's like yeah the intent is to, to do damage to to your opponent but at the same time as well like with mma like with the referee, for example, if you're taking too much damage, the ref will step in and stop it. Boxing, for example, you get knocked down, you still have that option of getting back up. So, like, you really can actually end up doing more damage to yourself. So, it depends, it varies on each sport. Mm-hmm. I, think, yeah. I think every sport has its, uh, has its risk, you know? Yeah. No, of course. Um, there's, uh, what's the saying? Um, I can't think of it, but of course, you know, in any sports, competes uh, to win. Uh, of course, depending on the nature of the sport, you gotta you gotta take some uh, um, abuse as well. There's no yeah. getting away from that. 
Mm. I have to say that when I met you backstage for the first time, I uh, was quite, well, surprised and relieved because I said to um, Emmanuel, who hosts the Prospects uh, yeah. uh, MMA podcast, I said to him, because he asked me to go to the event, and at first I was quite apprehensive. I said, okay, I could go, but at the back of my mind, I was thinking, this is a sport that I do like, but I'm mm. quite, the, the mixed martial arts fighters, I'm quite intimidated by you guys because when you see what happens in the cage, you're thinking, wow, this is someone who really, I don't want to get on the wrong side of whether it's the, the opponent that's winning or losing the fight. I really wouldn't like to get mm. on the wrong side of them. So I've been, I was quite, you know, I've always been quite intimidated. But when I met you backstage, you seemed very really calm, collected, and even quite articulate as well. So, you know, I was quite yeah. surprised. I was quite surprised. I mean, I was going to ask you, I mean, if you weren't doing this uh, as a mixed martial artist, and I've heard other MMA fighters say this in interviews, um, they say, I'm not good at anything else. And I just, that does make me feel a bit um, sad because you can't be good at just one thing. I mean, if you weren't doing this, mm. what else would you be doing? Would you picture yourself doing? I probably would have been doing full, full-time security work or even um, doing close protection because... I work in so I work in security part time. I do um, event security, mm-hmm. so thing so things like sporting events, um, concerts, stuff like that. So I do that throughout um, different places in London. But um, if I was to do it full time, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be working towards getting like a close protection license and doing bodyguarding jobs. The only reason why I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing it now, of course, is it, it would interrupt too much of my training, and that because when you're doing like close protection or bodyguarding jobs, for example, it's very uh, time consuming, yeah, you know, yeah, especially depending on the client and things like that. But um, yeah, I think uh, I, I definitely never like abandoned it. You know, I think you know for the future or something, I still want to do something like that. I think I have an advantage, obviously, because of my my background in martial arts, you know, and um, you know, and prior experience in security work as well. I worked at so I've worked at some big events like um, this past year. So last year, uh, summer, I done the Wimbledon. Yeah, I done the Wimbledon okay. tennis. Um, I've worked at Euros, so there's some some big big events like that really you know right um i did check out your um your background there's a particular gym that you're fighting out of that's in london i think i may have even put past it a few times when i'm going to school or working yeah get the name of it just give me a moment mm-hmm. new wave academy Yeah, that's that's where I train. That's where I train now. Well, it's connection. Hello. Can Hello? you hear me? I think that I've got a yeah, yeah, connection. I, can <laughs> I think the connection's slightly. Uh, yeah, my end is looks a bit unstable. But uh, I mean, out that. Um, I have that gym. I mean, there's okay. I've gone to like there's yourself. Um, what other fighters? Yeah. 
I mean, whatever fighters are coming up, they can expect to be seen. Because I mean, if you did this, if you've done this well, especially where you did last Saturday evening, then clearly mm-hmm. um, your, your coaches and your team that you're working with at that gym, they must be doing a, not just something, they must be doing a lot of things right for you to win, win the way you did. Yeah, yeah. Win how you did it in such a short space of time, you know? I mean, I've... So I'll list um, some several fighters that are up and coming. So you might have saw him at the Ambition Fight Series, the event you were at, uh, Hamza Raja. So he just won the title at Ambition Fight Series. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Kenny, Kenny Rouge and Sufo Khan. I, I think I've pronounced his surname wrong, but he just came back from doing the uh, IMAF Championships in Dubai. Again, okay. very high-level high amateur. Um, you've got Kate, Kate Bachek as well. Um, what one and know. She uh, she fought back in October on Battle Arena. Uh, she's looking to fight again soon, uh, within the next two months, I think. I think maybe March or so. And then um, one of the other pro fighters at New Wave as well, um, Festus uh, Ahulu. Right. Okay. Uh, he just won. He just won the Fight Star uh, Championship belt back in December. Sure. Yeah, so we we I got loads that could go on all day. So there's loads of fighters that are up and coming, um, and I think within the next year or so, there'll be quite a few of us that would have um, that would be pro now. So obviously you got myself and mm-hmm. investors that are pro, and and within the next year or so, you'll have more more pro fighters out of the gym. But yeah, the level the level of fighters we have is just at a very high standard. And amateur, amateurs as well, we, we don't, we always look to, for competitive matchups, you know, so like we don't purposely, we never look to fight hands or, or bombs, you know, because um, it develops your, your skill set, you know. So yeah, I apologize. Um, I may have missed what uh, just a few seconds, a few milliseconds, what you said there because the internet internet connection is not great. I think next time I just have to use my phone to do this. Um, so again, uh, seeing how you performed on Saturday, and it's something that I try not to ask too many mixed martial arts um, athletes, uh, especially those who are fighting local scene, still you know making the way up to the to the big promotions. Um. Mm-hmm. In the next 10, maybe in the next five or six years, not necessarily 10 years, but let's say the next five or six years, which yeah. promoter, which mainstream promoter anywhere in the world would you see yourself fighting in? As Would you see yourself um, being um, being one of their fighters in their roster? I'll, I'll, I'll list a few because I think, you know, there are some, you know, nowadays you are getting a lot of good promotions that treat their fighters well. So... Mm-hmm. You know, within the next five years, I would like to be fighting in the UFC, UFC, Bellator, one championship or um, PFL even. You know, I think those those four promotions like out there are some of the best, you know. 
that's interesting you say that um the because uh, quite a few fighters who i've asked um mm. they have said that yeah the ufc is one of, is one of, but it's not the ufc they're not keen on that option as maybe they would have been a few years back i mean I'm sure you're mm. aware about the issue of Dana White and the UFC and the fighters always pushing and pressing and always campaigning for a better salary for for um their for how they um, compete and how they perform in the cage there. And um I think it's a, it's nothing that there's no secret in the UFC it's almost like you sacrifice your salary over mm. um for fame whereas in Bellator and one championship you see that the fighters can really fight well but I've noticed they're not that famous, yet they're paid a lot better than they are paid in the number one promotion in the whole world. Mm. I think I think it all depends on like the contract negotiations. There's obviously a few things you have to take into account. So like, you know, the, what kind of deal your management can negotiate for you. And I think as well, the momentum that you bring into... Uh, certain promotion as well so you know if you've been achieved you've already achieved a lot within the sport um prior coming to the ufc for example i think i think that can obviously affect your um how much you would get paid per se you know for fights so i, th- I think i think it's like I, it's a different situation for every fight i think you know I think for because everyone's career is different, you know. So I think it all you have to take little things into account. But um, I think definitely, um, like the, those promotions I listed, like they're all they're all very um, the best, you know, out there. And I think it's just more than one. There's more than one promotion that will be good as as a as a fighter. You know, let me press you on that just slightly more. Which would be your first choice, second choice, and your third choice? Okay, I first choice would be um the the UFC. Okay, all right, UFC. Okay. I would say UFC. Yeah, because um, I like even as when I first like started the sport, like, I was just looking like I was just you know just sort of mesmerized by the level of uh, uh, fighters, you know, and I've been following that for years, you know. So if I ever got a chance to fight UFC, I'd, I'd take it by fans, you know. Mm. Yeah. Second choice? Second choice, um, let's say Bellator. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, no, I I can understand. I can understand why. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, now, if you were to go once you get to the big names, would you like to um, fight in a different weight division? Or would you like to keep to stay in the current weight division that you're um, that you're in? No, I'd like I'd like to stay in the um, current weight division that I'm in, uh, bantamweight. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay, and I think the last thing I'll ask you is when are we going to see you fight again? Because after seeing how you performed the other Saturday night, people want to see, definitely want to see you fight again. So um, I haven't got anything um, set in stone yet, like for fight dates, but 
um, ideally within the next two to three months. Okay. Oh, next two three months. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Within the next two to three months. So I, I went back to training yesterday. So I had a week. I had a week off um, from training just to let my body recover. Because uh, I've been been training hard for months on end, so I just needed that week that week off, and then went back to it yesterday. And um, yeah, cool. Um, I'll ask you. This is the first time I've interviewed a fighter solo on my own, so I do feel mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be an awkward gap. Usually, my co-host will step in just as they can ask they can ask you some questions. I I could kind of ask you my own questions off the back of the conversation you're having with them. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have a good time in this interview? It was good, yeah. I, I enjoyed the um, questions. Like, uh, it was good to um, have an opportunity to talk, you know, especially about why why I started um, so many years back. I think, you know, if anyone's watching and, you know, you're, you haven't started training, but you're looking to, you're contemplating, like, go for it, you know? Like, look what it's done. Look what it's done for me, and you know where I'm at. Like, ten. Well, when I was twelve, thirteen, I wouldn't have pictured to be the person that I am now. Mm. You know, so I think uh, you know you ever get an opportunity to do something like this, and you don't have to. You don't have to compete, but just do it. Do it for your well-being, man. Because I think. I think knowing how to hold yourself and you know defend yourself it's a life skill you know like anything yeah. it's as we all as we all know like the world isn't the world isn't nice out there so yes yeah you know all right guys i hope you enjoyed this episode uh noah thank you for coming on again i hope you enjoyed this episode as well and i definitely we look forward to seeing you on the show again um guys if you, did you enjoy, if you did enjoy the show please don't forget to leave a like and uh hit the subscribe button and now i'll leave the link to your all your social media feeds and hopefully you can let me know when your next fight's coming up and i'll leave that on the comment section below all right sure. thank you so much thank you thank you take care see ya